on Matt Mosley's show, uh, ESP in Central Texas. Crawford uh, Lady Pirates taking on Love Lady, and uh, you'll hear that game over on the Star, on Star 1049. All right, and um, and we'll have uh, we'll hear a little bit about all that from Ward White's at 5:05, a live from the scene report from Austin, Texas. Now, this man is usually hanging out in the Metroplex. He's been known to show up in Fayetteville as well. Uh, we are talking about Kevin Longquist, and Kevin, I know uh, you just you just tell me you just say Mosley, I gotta go. If if the movie's about to start, uh, Kevin is going to go see Maverick Top Gun. I can't, I don't know if it's Top Gun Maverick or Maverick Top Gun, but um, that probably Top Gun Maverick. Now that I think about it, uh, Kevin, are you uh, Kevin's from Rivals? You know him well. Uh, you can see him at, at Sikkim Sports. Kevin, do you, um, I mean, is this one of those things? Is this a nostalgia type thing for you? You got to go see this movie. Have you been excited about seeing it? Intrigued by it. I, I was kind of making the joke. I said, is this the uh, sequel where uh, Maverick uh, screams for his uh, pension from the from the U.S. Navy, or is he actually going to be teaching uh, the underlings how it's done? But seriously, no, I mean, we watched the uh the, the original a couple of weeks ago on Netflix and I hadn't seen it in forever. And I thought that it held up pretty well. And <laughs> the fact that uh, it sounds like it's going to be goose's son is in this um, is kind of intriguing as well. So I'm looking forward to see how this plays out. Now I understand no, um, no Meg Ryan who was goose's wife and no Kelly McGillis, the love interest for, for Tom Cruise and it's, you know, and, and then, but there is going to be Jennifer Connelly enters mm-hmm. the picture. Okay. Playing somebody who might've been mentioned along the way, you know, like the daughter of, of one of his superiors. Maybe that, uh, maybe the guy wasn't his superior, like the head guy, Tom Skerritt in the original yeah, Top Gun. Yeah, I think he had a daughter in that episode, like when Tom came to his house and was talking about right after Goose died in the accident, and it was weighing on his mind, and then he came over and talked. I think his family was there, and I think one of them was a daughter. Well, I think I think that's going to be the love interest of one Tom Cruise, um, who has <laughs> who has aged pretty gracefully for a guy. Uh, what is he? Fifty uh, nine years old. Fifty nine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fifty nine. So we'll uh, give us a full report. We wanna we wanna hear, and also, um, yeah, you on, on one of your rivals' uh, uh, Twitter handles. Kind of give us uh, give us your take. We would like to hear that, or maybe in that column you write all the time out there on rivals. You know, what were they thinking? That that column that you do now, uh, Kevin. Speaking of what were they thinking, the Baylor Bears make a change at head baseball coach. Now, you remember how good they were under Steve Smith, although right. you really started covering Baylor uh, more un, un, kind of under this Rodriguez era. But you probably do remember some of that Steve Smith. Did well, you? I was, there, I was there when Steve was there. Uh, my okay. first year was 2009. And oh, wow. I was there, of course. Yeah, so when they won the Southwest South Conference, when they won the Big 12 in 2012, 
And, of course, they uh, got to that super regional, that great super regional against Arkansas, and they were a failed double play away from, from going to the College World Series. And um, it, it was that was a tremendous series. And then, of course, I've followed ever since then. So, yes. And, of course, obviously all of Rodriguez's tenure there. Okay. Were, all right, were, did it, were you surprised at all that Steve didn't get one more season? Or did you just feel like the way this thing was going, obviously a really rough season, they, the bullpen got away from them, 7-17 and 17 in conference. What I'm wondering is, do you, did you feel like, you know, those years um, when they had some real, a really nice run, 17-18-19, did you feel like those were good enough years to warrant – one more season for Steve, or did you feel like the program was just headed in the wrong direction? Uh, I kind of think the latter. And I think the only way that Steve probably could have come back in 2023 is if that 2019 season, which I think was kind of the benchmark year, I see finished second in the conference. What was it? 37, 38 wins or something like that. If they had gotten to the super regionals that year, I think he would have been able to by 2023 because I'm sure Mac Rhodes, everybody has to discount 2020 because of, of COVID because they, they were off to a 10 and six start, but nobody knows how that was going to finish anyway. But I think the reason why he didn't get another year was because of the things that you just mentioned Matt, and the fact that their pitching staff, regardless of the injuries, they just fell apart. And they were not competitive in a lot of games. And the only conference series they won was against the team that didn't make the tournament in Kansas. And to be honest with you, I think when you and I were at the spring game back in April, that was the weekend that they were in Austin playing Texas. And that was an absolute nightmare down there. Gave up 40-plus runs, including that 20-1 to game on that Friday night. And I just think that kind of set the tone for the, for him not to return. And the other thing is, too, Matt, is – you know, they got off to the 0-3 start. They played Maryland, who is in the tournament, one of the top 16 seeds in the country. But the fact that they got swept, it just set a, it just kind of set things in motion for what the season was going to be like. And they did have a couple of nice wins over UCLA and LSU in the Shriners Classic down in Houston. But they just didn't build on anything after that, and that was the real issue there. Just their ER, their pitching staff was in total shambles this year. Yeah, that's the truth. Uh, talking to Kevin Longquist from Rivals, we'll get some football. Kevin had an interesting post. I was reading about, uh, you know, the 2022 class coming in. It, it is funny, Kevin. We move on to these next classes, right? We spend all this time now obsessing about the 2023 class and even the 2024 class. And you almost forget, hey, there's a whole 2022 class, you know, ready to show up. I mean, ready to, you know, they're, they're, here they are. They're moving in. They're getting ready to go. And so um, I did want to talk a little bit about this. But, uh, Kevin, I wanted to get your take. You follow the SEC closely. They play some great baseball. Arkansas has a tremendous program. Tennessee uh, has a great program. Um, A&M's gotten a lot better quickly. The TCU coach went there. And, and they've done some really good things. LSU, would it – would it surprise you if Mac went for an assistant, like an up-and-coming, younger assistant coach from one of those hot SEC programs? Or do you, do, do you think, like a lot of people think, 
that that he will make a run at Dan Hefner at Dallas Baptist University? Uh, yes and yes. I think Hefner will be on that list. Remember, because and, and here's the difference, because they pursued Hefner the, seven years ago and he turned him down. And that was under Ian McCall. And I think things were a little, are a little bit different now. Um, and I think that they'll make another run. I think if Dan had not made the tournament this year, and remember, DBU did not have a great year this year. They had some great wins, but they did not have a great conference season. And they actually had a bad performance in the Missouri Valley tournament. They didn't even get, you know, they got blasted in one of their games there. But I think, you know, the fact that he's got them back in the tournament and they were the fact that they were in a, you know, super regional last year. Those are all things that lead to his candidacy. Uh, I, I think you look at assistant or you know assistant coach maybe down at Texas, maybe at one of the SEC schools that you mentioned. You know head coaches possibly you know, UTSA, Law Tech. Those guys. Those would be candidates to look at there um, to probably see w- what would be the run there. But I think Keefer probably, for lack of a better way of saying this, Matt probably has the right of first refusal. I mean, it makes sense because it's DBU and they've been a solid program over the years. And of course, Baylor played them this year. Uh, and I think from his standpoint that it's a chance for him to finally get that P5 job that he's probably been looking for for most of his career. And now maybe the timing is right to come to Waco. Boy, wouldn't that, fa- I, that would be fascinating. I, I don't know that he's been looking for anything. I mean, I, I, well, about, I mean, he, I think he's, I think he's where he wants to be, but I'm not saying God can't move, you know, and, and can't, you know, there, you can have, I think this guy talking about Hefner has Mm -hmm. a, I think he is extremely genuine. You know, sometimes we hear about people talk about God and talk about faith and we're like, okay, I don't think they're living it. This guy lives it. And, And I think DBU has been an incredible fit and he's been an incredible fit for them. Baylor could be a similar fit. I mean, right. I think I think they're looking to hire more coaches that are not only great coaches, but have this strong spiritual belief. And I don't I don't know if there's anyone that could could even you know come close to the way Hefner lives his uh, faith out. No, I think you know if you look at the way Mac Rhodes has hired here in the last few positions uh matt where it's been dave aranda and nikki cullen is that it, it hasn't been like a track record of proven head coaches and things of that nature obviously dave you know, was a great defensive coordinator at lsu and nikki was over at was in the wnba but i think maybe their faith backgrounds make a difference into looking for them that doesn't mean that that's going to be the way it's going to turn out for the baseball search my point is is that if he's a really wants to stay at DBU, then I think Bay- I don't say that Baylor has to overpay for him, but they're going to have to do something in order to make him say no really hard on this. And I do think that Baylor's facilities probably need to get a little bit of a facelift there in some respect. I mean, Baylor ballpark's great, but there probably needs to be some upgrades there and some other and then around some of the facilities around that just to maybe entice that. That could be part of it. And I think that's going to be, uh, and, and I think that's also going to be a, a factor when you're pursuing the likes of, you know, maybe Lane Burroughs at Law Tech and, and Pat Hallmark at UTSA. Those could be candidates to look at there as well. But I get, it, it's all about, as far as, you know, Mac is concerned, it's going to be about fit. It's not going to be about 
you know, it, you have to be successful, of course, but it's just going to be about fit rather than proven head coach in one industry or strong uh, top assistant in another industry. It's just going to be about trusting his instincts of can this next head coach running the Baylor baseball program be a fit for what we want to do here. You, you didn't even mention the Texas State coach. I mean, my gosh, they're, they're, they're like a top 15 program right now. Let's not forget well, about the Bobcats. People, but people, I know, but people will also bring up Mitch Thompson over at McLennan. And, you know, and, and obviously Mitch was a faithful assistant for Steve Smith for many, many years, but he's been removed from Baylor from 10 years. And, you know, and this is no disrespect to Mitch. I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but I do oh, great. think there could be, but I, I do think there could be a, an optics issue here is do you bring a coach in from a JUCO to, to move on to a P5 job. I think that's going to be harder to sell, even though Mitch has got the great background at uh, McLennan. Uh, that's that's kind of the – for me, that's the one hang-up I have with this. Not saying he couldn't do it, of course, but there's going to have to be a lot of hard selling to the public to say to justify this if he was the choice. You know, I think they may, it may come down to some of those sword drills, some of those, those Bible drills. And they just stand everybody out there and, and throw out a verse, and you got to find it. Some of us grew up doing that. Do you, Kevin? Did you grow up in the type of church where you had to do any of those drills or not? Uh, no, that would have been no. <laughs> hey, last thing I had for you, I love this. Uh, I like this piece you did here on uh, Sikkim Sports uh, through the Rivals Network. I, I have a. Uh, I, I like this special um, uh, where I pay the premium to get in here and see all this premium information. That's why you always get nervous thinking I'm going to give everything away. But I, <laughs> That's all right. I like that you reached out to some of these 2022 guys to kind of get their last minute, you know, like um, their aspirations. But I like the honest answer you got from uh, – let me look down here. It was Carmelo that Jones. Oh, yeah, Carmelo Jones – uh, 6'2", 211 pounds from West Orange Stark. And, and you get, yeah, I guess you get Carmelo on the phone or however you reach Carmelo. And he, his answer, everybody else gave you these real thoughtful answers. And Carmelo said, I'm really not sure right now. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, I'll put it to you this way, Matt. When you I like and I that. Were eight, I, Matt, when you and I were 18 years old, we did have these goals, but we were scared out of our minds going off to college and trying to see if we could if we could cut it there because we were leaving home for the first time for for an extended period of time you know you you know you, you were coming down south i was coming 12 remember i was coming 1250 miles from las vegas to smu it's a long way and to see if you can make it out there that's and and so for him i mean i love what carmelo said cuz no, you're coming from the you're coming from the triangle. You're coming up. What is it about 250, 300 miles from that area up to Waco? It's a long. That's a that's that's a drive home, but it's not a short drive home. And so, just being on your own and learning how to fend for yourself, I think it's kind of like. And you and I went through this, and my daughters went through it their first years at Alabama and Arkansas. Once you can get through that first year, and figure out that you can be self sufficient. Then it kind of settles in, and you're like, I can do this. And I think for Carmel, I'm sure there's some, you know, and I'm sure all of them are feeling like this. Like they're excited to get there tomorrow, and classes will start for the first summer session on Friday, and they're ready to go, and they want to get, they want to do well. But I'm sure there's a part of them that's going, they're freaking out about this. 
Yeah. And I can't blame him for that. I hear I, you. I mean, I mean, I did it. I mean, I wasn't playing football, of course, but at the same time, just leaving home and starting to do something for my own and starting the next chapter of my life on my own, pretty daunting when to, once yeah. you get out the door for that first few days. Yeah, I'm not really sure you had to clarify that you weren't playing football. <laughs> well, I could have at 87 because I didn't have a team. And so. <laughs> okay. All right, Kevin. That's all the time we have. I want you to enjoy Maverick Top Gun or Top Gun Maverick and get in there and have a great time. I feel the need. The need, the need for speed. For speed. Yep. I got it. I got you. you. I'll let you know, Matt, if you can be my wingman, okay? <laughs> I sure hope that's the case. Okay. All right. Care, Put on Matt. the brakes and they'll fly right by. Good night. There we go. I think Aaron were you, Aaron had enough of that. Aaron was Aaron was afraid. Aaron, were you afraid I was gonna do some more movie lines there? All right. Um Aaron's gonna go see the, the movie this weekend. I I I mean I hate to admit this, but I, I must. I'm a little I'm more excited about this um Downton Abbey movie. Than I am about the Top Gun movie. <laughs> I mean, the, I thought I'd just be honest with you about this. Love the BBC stuff and love Downton Abbey. All right, but I do want to see also Top Gun, uh, the redo. Uh, it is time for what we call Campus Confidential. That will happen in the next segment. Recently on Game Time from the podcast.